What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Music Podcast Deluxe. Featuring Don't Believe the Hype. And we're about to blow your f***ing minds. Whoa, whoa, Muck. Let's lay it back a bit. Thanks, Dre. Where would I be without you? Representing Montreal, Canada, we're coming to you straight from the DBTH sound room. Damn, that sounds tight. But you know we're sitting on the couch, right? So join us. Every episode where we're going to be talking about concerts, records, experiences, and everything in between. Stay a while, and let's make some time for music. Alright, so this is... Episode number five. Five episodes. The Music Podcast Deluxe is... Uh, we're doing it, man. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, what's pretty awesome is soon we can do the uh, iHeartRadio submission. Yep. And the Spotify submission. That's right. Yeah. Episode five, we're allowed to submit to Spotify. And iHeartRadio is when? Uh, three months. In three... Oh, three months of uh, being active. That's correct. Very cool. What's cool is uh, that's going to be about one week before the All Them Witches show. March 12th, All Them Witches, Bar Le Ritz. That is going to be it's awesome. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. It's rare after how many shows I've been to that I'll get excited, like really genuinely excited for a show. You know, this is one of them. Well, what's really cool is uh, they're releasing their album kind of right now. I think it's coming out at the end of February. Yeah, so we're getting a taste of all the new singles that are coming out in, yeah. in leading up to that show. And uh, I, I think we're in for a treat. Okay, look, like not that it matters that much, but the Grammys were last night. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I did not sit down and watch them because it's usually just a lengthy uh, event that makes me fall asleep by the end of it. But I do like to watch the performances, and I went on YouTube and I finagled some performances this morning. Tribe Called Quest killed it. You know, I didn't watch that one, but I did see uh, I did see the Daft Punk performance. That was that looked pretty cool with uh, the weekend. Yeah, that was actually one I haven't seen yet. And then there was uh, Metallica with Lady Gaga. Yeah, saw that too. His, his mic didn't work for half the track. You know, that must be so frustrating. And uh, I read an article today about uh, how he tossed his guitar. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it as he left the stage. Just tossed his guitar. It was very gimmicky. Yeah, but so was her Super Bowl performance. Yeah, I, it, it was actually comedic. I was laughing as I watched it. It was very good, but it was was so flamboyant that it was funny. Well, you know what they were saying is that the uh, the crowd at the Super Bowl got a different taste of the show. What we saw on TV was the whole star scene at the, the beginning. They only saw her come down from the ceiling. So the star scene was pre-recorded. Oh, is that so? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they do shit like that, eh, for the Super Bowl? It's not all live. No, it can't be. I mean, how would you do that? How would you jump off the top of the stadium like that? I had no idea. Yo, I wanted to uh, bring it up. We were talking about this the other day, and I think it's actually a good idea. The the quest for getting Jack Black to do the intro to our master track. (laughs) Remember what we were talking about? Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah, we said that we would we would do that Twitter campaign where we would message him every day until he finally agreed to do the intro to the master track for us. And just the recording, right? Like just that intro, the welcome to the master. Like that would just be you can't can you not picture Jack Black doing that? It would be absolutely incredible. It'd be the fucking best thing. It should be our life mission. 
just every day for this podcast is to get Jack Black to record the master track intro for us. Don't believe the hype. A story in time. That's what you've decided to call this. Yes, it's fancy. It's nice. It's cute. It's just, it's the right thing. But I mean, essentially, we're just going to be talking about what brought us to the music. Yeah, this episode, we're going to be focusing on what the Don't Believe the Hype origin is. Me and Muck are friends long time, but we only started playing music together, what is it, six years ago? Yeah, I'd say about that. Fuck, it goes fast, eh? So weird. So, at that point, I was coming off a tour manager gig. I was tour manager for Bobby Bazzini. I was in charge of taking care of organizing shows all over Quebec. We went to France. It was an experience of a lifetime, you know? But there were some drawbacks. Traveling that often and at the drop of a dime just really wasn't for me. It it, it just didn't match my personality. I, I, I like to surround myself with friends and family actively, constantly. So to be away just really didn't work. Well, and most of the time, too, during the summer, all the big festivals and, and the important dates, you weren't around because you had to be managing these, these tours. That's it. It was busy. It was just constantly busy. So I, uh, after about six months, I dropped it. I finished the summer lineup of shows, and then I went back to my normal job. It left a gap. Although it wasn't for me the job, I still had got like really involved, you know, like day-to-day with this music scene and going to venues and sound checking and being constantly around music. So going back, there was a real void, you know, and this coincided with, with you. Yeah, I mean... I started playing bass when I was about 15 in the high school, got in a high school band, you know, the whole thing. And uh, I stopped playing after a while, a couple couple years, let's say about four years, I stopped playing and uh, I kind of just forgot about my bass. And I just got this urge to play again. And, and I was like, shit, you know, what am I going to do? I can't just like, like, it's no fun to pick up your, your guitar after not having played it for However long, let's call it eight years. The right? longer you go, the more demotivated you are to well, do it. Well, right? that's the thing. Yeah. And, and I didn't want to just play to myself trying to cover some songs. I want to play someone, you to someone a, playing drums. You, you or... needed a kick in the ass, basically. So look, I, uh, I took to the internet and I found a local ad of uh, a band. They just needed a replacement bassist. Just one one shot deal. Yeah. One I jam them. session. Yep. I told them, look, hey, I'm just coming off several years and not playing. I'm not super great. They're like, ah, who cares? Come on down. We're, we're going to do a regular jam session. So I slept my bass over to West Island and got into the session. But what a bunch of cool fucking guys, man. Like, it was a good experience. Yeah, it was such a good experience that it left me wanting to play again. And I just didn't know how to kind of jumpstart that. So I guess we got talking. Yeah. You had a void. Yeah. I had space. I, I filled the void with an entry level, a black... Entry level Westbury drum kit. It had, it came with a, uh, just a hi hat and a crash. It was a good starter kit. Yeah, which matched my bass. Some intro, you know, entry level. Yeah. No, need, no needed fear. Needed to tune up. No fear. I slapped <laughs> stickers all over yeah. that fucking thing. Big ass no fear sticker. And a 75 watt, you know, basic amp. Yeah. Uh, Not really like an elementary setup, but it did the job, huh? 
Absolutely. I put a lot of sound through that amp. We played a lot, man. We got Dom on board for a little while. He came in. Our friend Dom, he's a guitarist. He's an amazing guitarist. And uh, he came on board, and he played with us for, for a long while. Yeah, wrote some songs fun. with him. That was uh, super fun, and can't wait to do it again whenever that time is. Oh, yeah, he'll be back. He'll yeah, be absolutely. Back. But you know what? Dom, wait, wait, hold on. Dom, if you're listening, you'll be back. You know what I love about our jam sessions? Is that for an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever time we put aside to play music, I'm 100% focused on the music. It's... I mean, that's what you kind of want to accomplish when you do meditation, when you do yoga. It's to pick a, a point, have your mantra, so that you are able to just focus on that singular thing. And music's a lot like that. When you get into a jam and you're grooving, you know, not written, when you're grooving like just freeform, there comes a point where there is no nothing else. It's just you and that drum set or... You in that bass. Or us in that groove. And, or that, yeah. And once we hit it, you kind of feel it, right? The whole dynamic in the room changes. And look, I'm not going to say we're the greatest musicians ever, because that's not true. But you don't need to be. We jam fucking cool stuff sometimes. And, or, you know, even if they're simple riffs, just coming up with something that we just want to keep playing. A good groove is a good groove. You can be playing three notes the whole song. If the groove is there, it's fucking fun. So, you know, call out to any musicians that haven't picked up their instrument in a long time. It's not too late, dude. Even if you're out of practice, even if you don't know any musicians, these days, internet, find somebody to play with. And if you don't play, now is also a great time to pick up something. You don't have to be fancy. Learn a couple really basic things and just spend the time playing the music. And, you know, it hurts me to say it. Because we haven't jammed in how long? Well, it's been fucking months. Well, between the podcast and your broken speaker, it hasn't been easy. The speaker. It's such a pain in the ass, man, because you know we're just going to have to put in the time to fix it. And it, it's gotten busy with this podcast, man. All our chill sessions and our hangouts have become focused. Yeah, absolutely. I think every every time we we meet up, we're we're talking something about this podcast and, exactly and what we're gonna do and next steps and stuff. But I got it planned. I think by March first, I should have the new speaker installed. We just got to cut out a new baffle for the. Did speaker. you talk to Danny? I did. I did. What did he say? He uh, he looked at it. He kind of saw what needed to be done, and he thinks we can we can do it before he takes off for his trip. Enough talk about the broken stuff and our old gear that we don't use anymore. Your, those black drums are in storage. Yep. Um, my red bass is hanging up on the wall. It's been retired. It's been retired. We have upgraded. The bass and the drum set are waiting. That PHG Custom is just sitting down there calling to you, Muck, come Muck, play me, write an incredible riff, and jam, jam, Muck. Every time I walk by that room, I see that blue sheen call for me um and it's three three types of wood is uh maple mahogany and strips of uh, wenge right up the middle right up the middle to uh to split the wood something like that is a forever base it's whenever you have a nice story behind the base you know like that you didn't just pick it up off a shelf and buy it you know you have that backstory to it it always makes the instrument like a more precious to you you know like the drum set yeah i was just going to say the drum set has an equally special 
meaning behind it. For those of you that haven't seen it, uh, it's a pearl drum kit, but it's the special breast cancer edition. It's white and pink. It's so fucking nice. And what's even fucking nicer is the fact that Muck and I won it on a raffle <laughs> at a show. Let's tell them the story. We uh, we went to the McKenzie first show back yeah. in the day. Uh, they were raising some money for breast cancer. And we were told that there was going to be a raffle for a drum set. So we figured we'd pick up a few tickets and say, hey, you know, if we uh, we'll try our luck. If we win, we win. We win, we win. What venue were we at? Club, Soda? Club Soda. Yeah, we were at Club Soda. We're in there and we're taking a look around here. And we're like, hey, there's maybe 200 people here. And I'm looking at the drum set. Because it's on stage. It's the house drum set of the night and all the bands are playing. I'm like, it comes with the drum set, the hardware for all the cymbals and cases for all the drums. So I'm like, hey, 200 people, our chances are pretty fucking good. Muck, yo, we should like buy a lot of tickets. And and that is exactly what we did. We ended up buying one third of the tickets of the house. Yeah. We had a one in three chance of uh picking up the drum set and even then i was super nervous yeah but at the end of the night uh our, our luck came through the fucking number came through do you remember we're standing there and there's all the people around us like waiting to wait like to for the number to come up and they they knew that we had bought a whole shit ton of tickets because we had them all well yeah like uh we could have fit them in like a grocery bag yeah i felt kind of bad there was that father and son there and he was not happy. Yeah, I was so pissed that I was like, I, I remember with him whispering to his son, you know, oh, you should have won it. You, you know, it should have been you that won it. <laughs> it wasn't him that won it, dude. No way. It was the next DBTH drum set. And that's, that's, that too is something I'm going to hang on to forever, man. There's no reason for me to get another kit. Nope. It sounds great. It's perfect for what we need. It's good. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, with the, uh, with the app upgrade recently, that just so happened to blow up because we uh, we put too much synth through it. But that's okay. Hey, look, you live, you learn. Balance the levels. Balance your levels before you plug in your pedals, people. Yes, it's very important. More important than you would think. Especially when you play loud. wondering that was a bit of a song called red riot oh yeah back in the days it was years ago now eh? you realize that yeah time is flying by talking about time flying by this episode's just flying by right now we have to get to our master track should we hit them with the master track right now let's hit them with the master track right now Talk to you about a song they just can't seem to take off repeat. 
Hello, everybody. We can't do it with Olga stomping around in the background. We got Olga making a sandwich in the background for this episode's edition of the Master Track. What up? Muck, what song we're, we're highlighting? We are doing Jamiroquai Automation. No, no, we are not. The song is called Automaton. Automaton, Muck. You always do this with the names. The first Master Track, you remember? You fucked that one up too. Charles Manson. <laughs> Charles Williams. Okay, okay. This master track is Jamiroquai, the new single that is out now, Automaton. Making a comeback in 2017. That's right. It's the title track of the new album. The album's going to be called Automaton. It's supposed to be coming out sometime in the spring. This track is like, how could I describe it? Space Age Funk. If a robot were to write a funk song, it would probably sound like Automaton. So like a little bit of Daft Punk in there, or yeah, yeah, you can say there's there's some influence, some influence there, yeah. Man, the first time I, I remember hearing about Jamiroquai, I was at work. Um, we were working on a game, we were working on uh, a Wii game, Boogie, and uh, that was one of the songs on the soundtrack. And I'm, we must have heard that song like dozens of times. For me, Jamiroquai was all about virtual insanity. When that song came out. It was the Much Music days. Everybody was watching music videos on TV. And this guy comes around with that killer fucking video. Do you remember the... It's basically like a, a moving floor, like a bunch of treadmills. And he's dancing and the furniture is all moving. Anyway, if you haven't checked it out, go check out Virtual Insanity. He always has a way of stylizing every song with the video. He does that again with Automaton. It takes place in the future and it stylizes these kind of androids. They're like half human, half robot. And they're wearing this crazy headpiece, which is perfect because he always wears a huge hat when he performs lives mm -hmm. and feathers and all kinds of colors and stuff like that. So he, he always has material to kind of support everything he releases, which is so fucking cool. Aside from that, these guys are incredible live. I haven't seen them myself, but I've seen so many freaking videos. And I mean... We can hope, right? They're touring. And as we start getting a little bit closer to uh, some Oshiaga news coming out, we're definitely going to talk about that as well. Yeah, that along with Rockfest and whatever other summer festivals we're going to be uh, getting caught up in. So look, we uh, we got... Some couple good episodes coming up in the future. We've yeah. been uh, we've been kind of stewing some ideas. We're working on another Montreal music scene episode. Yep, that uh, should be coming up in the next couple. But anyway, we don't we try not to plan too much from week to week. Things that we're thinking about or uh, talking about. That's what we're going to try and cover. Yeah, like shows that are coming up. All them witches. Make sure you check them out. March twelfth, Bar La Ritz. Also, make sure that you guys like our Facebook page. Go on there at uh, the DBTH guys, or you can uh, shoot us an email at the DBTH guys at gmail.com. It's super important for us. If you guys like this podcast, press subscribe, get on board. That way you're notified every time a new episode comes up and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And remember everybody make, make some, some time, time for music. music. It's fucking important.